Hey to all our new friends and old ones too. We know this life of faith can be difficult to walk alone. So come alongside us as we figure this thing out. Let's express the joys and difficulties of faith, learn and grow with people who get it, and be reminded that you're in good company. Welcome back. Yo, 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 y'all. I'm excited because if I'm correct in my head, this is the final episode of season one. So we've done a lot between now and and, and between April when this got started until whenever this airs, potentially August, potentially after that. Who knows? But this is our final episode of season one can we just take a moment to like let that rest that's so awesome and like so surreal of like what like no way like what happens next like season two is that is that where it goes from here like i don't even know like how does that work isn't that crazy (laughs) yeah yeah this is wild wild i am at a loss for words and like crazy like so all you people listening, do the thing. This is your sign. If you're looking for a sign, this is it. Do this the thing. This is it. Yes, it is a lot um, less scary than you think. Mm-hmm. And you will literally be amazed by the love and support. Speaking of, thank you guys. Um, I don't know if y'all like understand how much myself, Lexi, and Sarah love getting feedback, text messages, um, even like stops in our workplace of like people just talking to us about the podcast. And it truly means so much. We're like constantly sending each other screenshots. And so thank you guys just for listening and for encouraging us because we definitely cannot do it without you guys. Yeah. What Dahlia said. Beautifully said. <laughs> so tonight, guys, we have Dahlia. Hello. Lexi. And we do not have our lovely Sarah with us tonight. We have a special guest, though. And I'm so pumped to tell you who's here. Y'all, this girl, she's great. Um, I met her maybe a year or two ago. Yeah. Um, it was small groups. So thank you to small groups. Pastor Nathan, shout out to you. Um, and uh, Haley. We were small group leaders, and our special guest for today was a friend of hers. So I met her through Haley and our leading co-leading a small group with Haley. And um, it was just like, you know how you meet those people, and you immediately hit it off? Today's guest is one of those people where I met, and I was like, I love her. Have we been friends for a lifetime? Because I think so. So I'm excited to have today's special guest. Dahlia, do you have anything to say before we let the world know who's here? um let's see one when i was trying to find our text thread earlier i was like why can't i find her freaking name in my phone and i was like are we even like real friends like do i, have, <laughs> do I not have her number <laughs> i was so confused but then i still had it as your maiden name and i was like that makes sense but yes this person i just feel like we like vibe i feel like our personalities are like very similar um And I'm thankful for your friendship with Lexi. Excuse me. Ignore all the alto sounding in my voice right now. (laughs) Um, But 
appreciate your friendship with Lexi because then I got to meet you and just, yeah, just vibe. You're very easy to just be around, super chill. And so without further ado, we welcome Anna Norman. Say hey to the people, Anna. This is so much fun. It's so <laughs> weird being on the opposite end of the listening, of just Ooh. going from listening to, like, sitting here. It's just so, like, surreal. Uh-huh. Like, I'm thinking about all y'all's other intros that I've listened to, and then now I'm sitting here. <laughs> like, it's right. me. And that's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> that's it. Well, hello, Anna. Tell us about yourself. We're so glad you're here. I don't know what to you say. You can start with, uh, where are you from? Are you from here? I'm from here, yes. I I grew up in town, and I and I moved to Luna, um, which is way out in the boonies. Um, past paper mill, like, 15 minutes. Did you say with, Luna? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Luna. <laughs> grew up in the, in a little, little, little town. And, I mean, I say it's town. It's like a subsection of West Monroe, <laughs> but, like, mm-hmm. it's like a Calhoun, but, like, smaller, almost. Yeah. Like... My middle school class graduated with 21 people in it. Of like, oh, wow. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just crazy. It was really tiny. So, I, but I'm from here. Yeah. So. Okay. Yes. From here. We're all, all glad to have you. Um, okay. What else? What's a fun fact? Anna, what's your fun fact? Oh, I don't know if I have a fun fact. Um, they I always ask this, and I just am like, am I boring? Or <laughs> <laughs> or is this a really hard question? I feel like it's a really hard question. Oh, yeah, I feel I like it's, it's hard because hard I feel like fun is relative. Right. Yeah. You know? True, like, true. Good point. We, um, yeah, we went to our old college friend's, like, wedding. Um, when was it? Last week? Uh-huh, Two weeks last ago? Weekend and uh shout out taylor and evan yes congratulations such a beautiful wedding Mm -hmm. beautiful bride beautiful marriage we're excited for you guys um but one of our friends from college was like tell us something tell me something fun like (laughs) i was like uh, <laughs> and then she was like, I haven't seen y'all in like years, like five, six years, and you don't have anything fun since then. And I was just like, I, I don't know what to say right now. The like, I literally, <laughs> that's what Lex, Lexi had already said. It Lexi had already said, she was like, well, We have a podcast. And then she like looked over at me again and was like, And I was like, Uh, I have. 12 tattoos <laughs> that's that's literally all i could think of and i was like i i don't even know if that's fun like uh, yeah fun is relative yeah. so so let me rephrase the question what's a fact about you a fact about yeah, me um i i think y'all y'all said the same fact so i'm not copying y'all but but traveling like I promise you, like, I can know you for two minutes. You can pull up in front of my house in a car and tell me to pack my suitcase. I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll... Spontaneous, I, yes. adventurous. Like, right. I want to... I love to travel. want to travel. I love to go. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not a homebody. Um, I'm not somebody that's like, oh, I'd just rather be at home. Mm-hmm. Like, no. Like, I, I want to go. I want to see. I want to do. Mm. And that's definitely... That. Definitely my personality. Mm-hmm. But Speaking okay. of... Tell the people, probably by the time that this airs, you will have left and been yes. and maybe even started something new. So tell, so us, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I got accepted into Georgia Southern, um, 
which is a God thing all in and of itself. But um, I got accepted there with a full assistantship. So that means they cover my tuition. Mm, so and amazing. Yes. Hallelujah, Lord. Um, I, my goal is to get a doctorate with no student debt. Ooh, that is the goal. Come on. Yes. Um, I, come on, God. I'm speaking that into existence right. because my whole undergraduate was covered, thankfully, through scholarships. And so um, I'm hoping that I, I can just... I can just keep going with that. Um, but so me and Caleb, which is my husband, um, got married almost two years ago now. Um, really? We're in a year and a half, I think. Mm-hmm. So it, by the time this airs, we'll be closer to two years. Yeah. Um, but we will be moving to Statesboro, mm-hmm. which is close to Georgia Southern, which is, for reference, nobody knows where Statesboro's at. And it's because the town is smaller than West Monroe. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. When you pull up, it's like a mix of like West Monroe and Pineville. It's, it's really okay. Okay. It's very much college town. Uh huh. Okay. Um, they have like two restaurants. Oh, swear. Uh huh. <laughs> um, but they have a books a million, so I'm okay. Yes! You're good. You're good. You will survive. <laughs> uh, but um, it's about an hour out of Savannah, like mm-hmm. 45 minutes okay. to an hour, depending on traffic or mm-hmm. whatever. But um, so yeah, we'll be moving there. We're recording this on a Sunday, and Wednesday we'll be headed out of town. And so by by the time this airs, I'll be listening back to this thinking, (laughs) if I only knew then, or, you know, (laughs) whatever I, you know. So, yeah, we'll be moving there, and we're really excited. It's such a bittersweet. Mm -hmm. Um, We really have gotten, you know, we are plugged in here. We've grown up here. We know so many people. We have great relationships with people like y'all and that we just really value and love. And it, it is hard to leave, but um, it's also the, the I feel like the Lord has his hand in it so much. Mm-hmm. And so we're excited to see see where that goes and, yeah. and how that plays out in the next two years. Mm-hmm. I'll be there for two years for our master's program, and we'll see if I stay for my doctorate. I'd like to go to probably a different school for my doctorate, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but we'll see. Okay. Who knows? Thanks for sharing. Yes. Yes. I didn't know all the details, so I appreciate that you're you're sharing that. Um, What are you going to school for? Um, History. So I want to be a history professor. So that means I'll get my master's, and then probably after I get my master's, I'll start um, teaching. But while I'm teaching, I'll go ahead and get my doctorate. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, if that all plays like I have it in my head, Mm -hmm. which life typically doesn't. um, (laughs) But that is the end. The end goal is to be a professor and just literally never leave college. You know, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was pretty okay, so yeah. I'll just stay there. Yeah, I feel that. Firstly, uh, you saying that you want to graduate with your doctorate with no debt can, uh, like, I'm inspired because I'm like, Anna. You better stir up my faith, girl. That's good. <laughs> if I'm gonna do it, Lord, you better pay for it. Uh-huh. So. I can't wait till you get your doctorate and we can uh, just clip that and be like, it was said first here, Lord. <laughs> we got to bear witness to this uh, seed of faith that was planted. Yes, I have so, faith. I yeah. have faith that it's going to happen. It, it's oh, just been okay. such a blessing to have the opportunity to, you know, go to school, but also get paid to go to school because so many yes. people, you know, don't have the opportunity. It's not open to them. So I'm really just very thankful that the Lord has kind of opened that up for me to be mm-hmm. able to do. But, yeah, that's the goal. That's it. Praying it works out. Yeah. It's been 10 years. We'll see. So, you're a history major. Do you have, like, a favorite thing that you love to learn about? Like, place, error, anything like that? So, definitely European history. Mm-hmm. I'm not an American history person. You, you can... 
I mean, I, I cannot tell you much. I'll be honest. <laughs> and most people will ask me questions about American history. They're like, oh, you're in history, so blah, 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 uh, George Washington this, and Abraham Lincoln that. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I, don't I mean, like, I know what you're supposed to know as growing up in America or whatever, <laughs> but I do not delve into that at all. Yeah. Um, European history is really, really my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I enjoy. That's what I like. Um I prefer ancient civ, so that would be, like, the Romans, mm. the Greeks, mm-hmm. the, I mean, the Greeks are still around, but anyway, the Romans, uh-huh. um, and just their religion, honestly, um, and how they played a part. So, it would be mythology and their religions and um, how they really just shaped their everyday lives because mm-hmm. so much of their lives were wrapped up into the different deities, their different belief mm-hmm. systems, and and how that functioned and how that would bless them. The goddess of fertility, mm-hmm. um, you know, the god of war, the, the different things that really uh, affected their lives and, and, you know, steered their thought. And also, you know, Christianity, mm-hmm. um, obviously, in that, in, you know, Jesus' life and the effect it had and the spread right. of Christianity and the, the Colosseum and just how religion really shaped the ancient world mm-hmm. um, and a lot of what it does. Because I think now we... We mostly have a separation of religion and politics. I mean, it's definitely in there, but they they say it's separate. It's not going to have as much of a seen impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas then, religion and politics were hand in hand, really. And later, mm-hmm. you see the Catholic Church obviously come into play. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to like geek out <laughs> <laughs> on that. Um, but yes, that's my focus. Religions and history, specifically ancient Civ. Um, that's what I really like. And I think I'll focus in the use of hallucinogens oh. in these religions. So I'm, I'm excited about yes, that. Yes, that sounds so exciting. And just like hearing you talk about it, I remember like growing up and probably like junior high, high school when we started doing like... Um, reading more like Greek mythology stuff and how I was just like so fascinated by it. And it wasn't until probably like two years ago, maybe. And I was just like doing random research on something in the Bible. I have no clue. And then it like hit me that I was like, oh my gosh, like this was like in Jesus times, Mm -hmm. like just like the, like, it just blew my mind of like they were like worshiping these gods like during the time of Jesus and like just like the two timelines like co- like colliding in my head and being like wait these things coexisted and it like literally blew my mind and um yeah like I did a message like a month or so ago and it uh I don't know just talked a lot about the different gods and stuff and just like even the mention of um like you said like the god of fertility and different things like that um it was just very interesting an interesting time and I was like I feel like childhood me is like being able to geek out Mm -hmm. in like sermon prep to like talk about like just the context of history and what was going on in the time when the bible was written and uh yeah, I literally loved it. <laughs> it's definitely, a, it's just a really fun subject. And it is different because you have to think about how weird it was during people, of, you know, during Jesus' time. People, like, having a monotheistic religion where you have one God mm-hmm. is very weird to them. Like, that's mm-hmm. not a normal concept. They had a whole, you know, 
pantheon of gods. You know, they were worshiping 12, 15 deities. Like, to have mm-hmm. this one person, or not person, but one deity that you are you are worshiping, that that, that blew their minds, most of yeah. them. They all had, like, this plethora of like household gods and stuff that they were that they were looking at and that they were doing um you know sacrifices limitations prayers to every single day like when they Mm -hmm. woke up that's you know they were trying to have a baby goddess of fertility you know like the god of what you know just different um different things so whenever christ comes and then he you know and it's kind of preaching them there's one God that's yeah. like, it's like, what, what, like, <laughs> what are you talking about? You're insane. Like, yeah. no, there's not. But it's really, it's really interesting to see. Um, because also, you know, the Christians are teaching about this God that's not flawed, perfect above us, higher thoughts than we do. And they're worshiping all these gods that, you know, have flaws that mm. have very human attributes. Like they're better than, but I mean, look at Hercules, like, you know, he's, he's Mm. brought down to the human level and they all have their Achilles heel or, Mm. you know, just Mm. different ones. And, and it, you know, they didn't view gods as perfect. Mm -hmm. They had no, no view of that. They just had God's view as better, stronger, more powerful. Mm. So the, the image of Christ and God really was different for them. And, and in a whole lot of ways that we probably don't understand the level of today. Yeah. Just sitting here thinking, I'm like, like when you think about it, it's like, cause they had like a God for everything. Mm-hmm. Like you said, so imagine like having a God that for rain, a God for sun, a God for lightning, you know, like all these different things. And then being told, no, 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 no. Like I serve a God that handles all of this in yeah. one. Mm-hmm. And just like thinking like mm-hmm. how mind blowing that could be. And like, I don't think we realize like when reading the Bible and like throughout the New Testament of like the weight of the message of Jesus, Mm -hmm. you know, like I think we get it in the sense of like, this is an important message like of salvation, but like, I don't think we can truly sometimes conceptualize like how mind blowing the concept of Jesus Mm -hmm. was to these people (laughs) and like why the disciples or the apostles would get stoned or beaten or, (laughs) you know, it's like they're literally coming to literally tear down everything, you know, like socially, but also culturally Mm -hmm. that's been like engraved into your society and like literally your thriving like what y'all make money off of for like your sacrifices or for your temples like literal income like they're coming from your pockets yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. and i mean think of the think of jesus when he flipped the tables at the temple they started to turn his temple into exactly what these pagan Mm -hmm. gods and goddesses Mm -hmm. had it was a a place to sell you need this crystal for this Mm -hmm. which we see now Mm -hmm. these days people use crystals they um, you know, they don't realize it, but in a lot of ways, they're mimicking mm-hmm. the same prices these people had, right, you know, home. thousand years ago. And I, I want to hear you talk about, um, cause you've already done a little bit. So let's just go ahead and dive in. I think you would do a fabulous job of setting up and talking about how like Jesus is countercultural and like from a historical point of view and then like what that looks like in modern day. So basically everything you've already said just talk about it a little more <laughs> i feel like there's a lot more detail in what you were going to say when you word it like that yeah. it's kind of so what's it's the like, yeah. 
Well, I mean, God's just countercultural on, like, all levels because, first of all, I mean, I think society, if we want to put it back to a modern perspective, um, we teach a lot of self-love, which in and of itself, you know, accepting yourself, having a higher self-esteem, not, you know, condemning yourself for, you know, your looks or, you know, different things. Um, but a self-love to the point of I'm right above all others. My feelings trump facts. My, you know, in, in ways that, you know, like, I, okay, uh, one trend I would see on, um, on TikTok a lot was, uh, back in during COVID whenever we were all bored and mm-hmm. sitting on our phones. Okay. <laughs> Nothing else to do. <laughs> was, um, girlfriends would, ex-girlfriends would post, like, who their who their boyfriend left them for or new girlfriends would post them versus the ex-girlfriend or you know mm-hmm. just something along those narratives and I remember thinking of and people would be commenting oh he lost a good one or you know you're so much better than she is and da 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 and all this thing and I remember sitting there thinking like first of all you're dehumanizing someone mm-hmm. you know you you don't know you know and maybe they were a bad person or maybe they did do bad things but um like you're dehumanizing this person to the internet mm-hmm. um second of all i feel like it should be illegal just to uh, spread other people's images like that <laughs> but um i was just thinking of how selfish our society was and how we're uplifting these people just you know saying that you know i'm better i look better i am better when in reality you're not putting the situation out there or you're not you're just valuing yourself and, and society teaches us to do that to value ourselves better than others mm-hmm. um to put ourselves first and, and it's countercultural to live the way jesus taught us to put others first to say mm-hmm. you know what hey like i don't you know i'm i'm gonna live for others you know like i'm not worried about me versus her mm-hmm. you know i'm just gonna you know i'm gonna pray for her or that you know situation or him or um, or, you know, I'm gonna, you know, uplift Christ and obviously this is the way my, you know, this was supposed to go or, you know what, maybe I wasn't living for Christ then and now I am, you mm-hmm. know, like it's it just countercultural and the whole, the whole deal. We have the manifestations, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to be the best. Everyone's going to love me. And, and I see that all, all, I'm on TikTok way too much. Obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, see, I see these all over my for you page of, and I don't know why, cause I don't look them up. I'm like, why do I get this? And I'll literally, it'll be the video. And it's like girl standing there. She's like, he's going to like you next week. Ooh. You're going to be mm-hmm. his like, whatever. Um, everyone in school is going to be jealous of your outfits. Um, every, you know, it's just this list of stuff you repeat to yourself to make yourself better. And it's so the opposite of Christ. And I see Christians yeah. turning around doing the same thing, the self affirmations, which are good in a limited sense of like, you know, putting your, putting Bible verses up. Yeah. I was about to say, are they rooted in biblical truth? Yes. Mm -hmm. Is it rooted in biblical truth? Or are you just trying to tell yourself how great you are? Mm -hmm. Um, and that's just a, that's a modern day thing that I feel like does translate back to ancient times because what were they doing by appealing to all these gods, the God of money, the God of prosperity, the God of fertility, they're trying to appeal to have all these things, to do all these things. Um, you know, and, and a lot of the different practices were rooted in, in lust Mm -hmm. and, and Mm -hmm. just, um, just very secular reasoning and and it all flattered the body. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, you would go into some temples and they would have these, prostitutes and stuff and you would 
sleep with them while you were under the influence of all things to gratify our human sense and and god's countercultural on that he says reject it Mm -hmm. um so reject your selfishness reject the fact that you want to be better than all these other people around you reject vanity reject you know all all the things that the world tells you are important reject money reject things and i feel like god's just been countercultural since since day one Mm -hmm. um you know, don't eat of the tree of good and evil or the knowledge of good and evil. And what does Eve do? Turn around, <laughs> eat that tree because mm-hmm. she wants to have this knowledge, this power. She wants to be more elevated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we always want to be more elevated. We want to be better than we are. We want to look better than we look. We want to have more than we have. We mm-hmm. want to wear more than we have. Um, we just, we mm-hmm. constantly want after these things. Um, for me, I want to travel more than I do. Yes. <laughs> I want to yeah, hop like on that. a plane. Yes, yes. <laughs> And yes. it's just, um, I mean, I, I don't know if that answered the question, yeah, actually. Good. But like, right or wrong yeah, answer? Yes. But, like, yeah, I just great. feel like that's one of the one of the most things I see on my thing is, like, self-love, self-promotion, self, um, self-elevation, self mm-hmm. really, is what I would call it. It's mm-hmm. not self-love. It's, it's, you're honestly fooling yourself. You're lying yeah. to yourself. Mm-hmm. You're convincing yourself of a narrative that isn't true. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're just pushing it out to other people so they believe it too in hopes that they believe it in hopes that they think it um in hopes that they they look at that and think wow she's got it together or wow he's got it together or he hit the gym 800 times this week or yeah he's traveled here and he has this much money and his wedding looks perfect or her uh outfit was great or you know um you know she goes to jail, whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't know all the things you think to yourself while you're scrolling. Yeah. Um, but, and, and I feel like that is something that has been the same is God doesn't call us to that. Mm-hmm. And we are just naturally inclined to that perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that is how Jesus is countercultural. And mm-hmm. um, these things like charms, crystals, um, manifestations, all these things are to elevate you, to mm-hmm. make you more. And a lot of those eastern mysticism mysticism um type things are to um a lot of them are rooted in the thought that we can become deities ourselves Mm -hmm. and that we can achieve like we only use a certain amount of our brain if we can elevate our level and we Mm -hmm. can achieve this we can be you know like a goddess or like a whatever um and God's countercultural. he said that's not what you're here for Mm -hmm. um and that's so crazy because it's like that's been like like you said, since the garden, that has mm-hmm. been, been something that humanity yeah. has literally Sought. been fighting since the garden mm-hmm. when, you know, Eve was tempted to know, want to know more, to be like God. And it's mm-hmm. like, this is crazy that throughout literal human history, since the beginning, That's that just, yes, just this fight again to... And again. To want to know more and be more godlike, and mm-hmm. I, Alexi, uh, as Anna was talking, I thought of um, <laughs> the show we had to stop watching. Oh, um, oh it's crazy. There's this show uh, called C on Apple TV. So it was literally probably one of the best shows I've like we've ever like we were obsessed with it like storyline great Mm -hmm. like just the the filming the setting amazing actors amazing however (laughs) However. it was this one 
I can't even say small thing <laughs> that <laughs> we could not get over. So the first time the the queen she starts to like recite this prayer that kind of sounds like the Lord's prayer, and we're like, mm, okay, just a little bit sacrilegious, just maybe a little bit. And we're like, okay, well, we'll just keep watching, whatever. And then a couple episodes later, she begins to start doing like sexual acts while reciting these prayers. And I wish y'all could see Anna's faces. And it was like, be for real. <laughs> like, it was like, we literally looked at each other and we're like, what are we watching? Like, what are we witnessing? And we literally like, we sat on the couch. I think it was like the next day or we had like text each other or something. I think like one of us had had a dream or like both of us had had yeah, a dream. Had like, it's crazy. Something. And we're like, yeah so we think we gotta stop watching this show like this was and it's just crazy because it was like just like what you were saying like the the lengths that people would go to mm-hmm. to for power for like yeah knowledge. for power to worship these gods to do all this stuff and like here it was like literally in a like it was set in like medieval ish times but actually like a post apocalyptic <laughs> oh my gosh <clears throat> post-apocalyptic time whatever but it's like this lady's still like doing things like you were saying that like people were doing thousands of years ago Mm -hmm. so it was just like really strange really um interesting so yeah that made me think of it when you're like yeah there are so (laughs) many there are so many shows like that toe the line for me Mm -hmm. that i'm like Mm -hmm. like I took Russian history mm-hmm. a couple of semesters back, and I absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't know, um, Slavic mythology, which is like Slavics is the Eastern Europe, so like Russia, Poland, those type. Um, so Slavic mythology is different from Greek mythology, mm. which is different from Nordic theology. They all have similar, like they are very similar. Um, and they almost all have like gods for the same stuff and just different names. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're all different. So The Witcher on Netflix is based oh. off of Slavic mythology. Interesting. And okay, I wanted to, that. it was coming out at the same time I was taking Russian history. I wanted to watch it so bad. And I think about it all the time. Um, <laughs> because I love it. And I, I love you know, I love fantasy. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a huge Lord of the Rings geek. That can be my fun fact. Huge yeah. Lord of the Rings geek. Um, <laughs> love right, it. Right there with you. Um, <laughs> used to watch it literally on repeat. Mm-hmm. My wedding, um, eighth grade Anna planned a Lord of the Rings thing. Oh. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you looked at my Pinterest board. Mm-hmm. It was all like that. The bridesmaids were dressed as elves, and like all it was. It was. <laughs> It was crazy, okay? I love you. <laughs> hey, Even and more. Tw- 20-year-old Anna still partially wasn't opposed to the idea, right. I'll be I honest. Like, you know, done right, it could, it's definitely a vibe. The earth tones, yeah. the, like, wildflower vibes, mm-hmm. that's what I'm, I'm getting. I still feel like oh, I could have no. incorporated no, parts of it into, okay. and it's incorporated into our home. Definitely. Don't, don't Oh, yourself. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> but Narnia, Lord of the Rings, like, I uh-huh. love fantasy. I love fantasy books, love whatever. Um, but a lot of times, like, I'll have to, like, put a book down. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, I understand the, you know, like, I can separate it and, okay, well, you know, I'm not doing that, blah, blah, blah. But 
like those, it's like, you know, how, what am I letting enter my mind Mm -hmm. of like, talk about it? Yes. Of like the, just the gods and the, the goddesses and the, and the, just the religious aspect of these books and that like, like witches. I don't know if y'all been to book, books million recently. I actually think we talked about this the last time (laughs) Mm -hmm. we met up is that like, how many books there mm-hmm. are about witches nonfiction, fiction cookbooks mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. it's all witches i'm like, pretty sure last time i went i don't know if they still have the same setup but i literally like lol'd because all the crystals and all that were literally beside the christian section mm-hmm. it's like literally the next style over i yeah. don't know if they've changed it since but i was like interesting mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah it's it's everywhere and um and so subtle yes oh well you know what's crazy town is last time i was in books a million i'm going through the christian section Mm -hmm. and i see this book and it's like seasons of love but the cover caught my attention because i look at it and it's like these candles and leaves it and like it really struck me as like almost like altarish looking like it was just surrounding i think it was like seasons of i don't know what it was but it was in the christian section it was a christian book it was devotional so i was looking at it and it was like ways to like honor the divinity of like that god put in nature and so i start reading through a little bit of this book out of just curiosity this is literally right after i think i had my talk with y'all the Mm -hmm. other day um and it's literally taking like stories of the Bible and putting it in a in a mindset where these they're like teaching you to make altars. So like the devotional part of the story was you read a story of um the mm-hmm. Jesus getting perfume poured on his feet. Mm. Well, this the person interprets the story and like tells the tells the reader like the devotional part of it is talking about the value of the perfume and the earthy scents and the like the the it just was really elevating the the perfume bottle in this and um which was important because the material value and and she was you know trying to honor jesus but and then the activity that went along with the the devotional was like go find something in nature that you value and put it on this altar to god like it was like trying to be like mysticism and mm-hmm. um and new age mm-hmm. and under the guise of christianity yeah. like it was putting a god name to all these all these satanic practices like yeah. go out and find this leaf and this pinecone and put it on this altar and thank nature and mm-hmm. um you know worshiping the creation instead of the creator mm-hmm. um, was the base mm-hmm. and it was crazy that i was sitting here and i read through a few more of them and i was just like struck that this that somebody who didn't know would pick this up and think man this is okay so this beautiful. is good wow, yeah you're teaching me yeah. practical ways to i'm serving the lord, the lord and mm-hmm. you're not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so that really was crazy so like you you saying that was like it's not even beside the christian section it's in the christian section wow. yeah um and it's in our culture mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so as you were talking i had the thought of what would you say or like how do you often see people like falling into the trap of like being disillusioned or being um caught up in the spiritualism the mysticism the you know all the things that are mimicking christianity 
So, I, I mean, I would say the promise of the same result mm-hmm. while getting less of the conviction. Wow. It doesn't challenge you to change. It only calls you to elevate mm-hmm. yourself. And we, we that's what we want to do in our nature is we don't want to change. We don't want to be better. Mm-hmm. When I have the, when I have a terrible thought about someone or I'm over here criticizing somebody, I don't want to think to myself, wow, you're doing this because you're insecure and you don't, you know, you know, I don't want to say that to myself. I don't want to say, you know, hey, you just lied. That's wrong. Like, even though it was a white lie, I don't want to say that. Um, I want to be like, um, you know, I'm just, I'm a Gemini. That's what I do. You know, Mm -hmm. like you get into it with your astrological signs and you justify the Enneagram, the general, not saying there's anything at the, at the base of it. You know, I know people who I I know my personality score or whatever, but, um, you know, people who justify their actions through them. And Mm -hmm. that's a a form of mysticism. You're reading the stars. It's astrology, um, not astronomy. (laughs) And you're, you're characterizing yourself based on a set um, a set character profile rather than on the attributes of Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think people are pulled in by the little things at first. Oh, my zodiac signs, my horoscopes. Um, well, then they read tarot cards just for fun. Mm-hmm. And then you're watching shows, and I'm not hating on anybody that watched any of these shows because, you know, some people, it, you know, have different convictions. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and that's for them and the Lord to decide between. But you watch shows like, Supernatural, mm-hmm. Vampire Diaries. Um, you watch shows like Twitch. You watch. Um, I was watching the '90s show, 90210, mm-hmm. and they pull out a Ouija board the other day, and I was like, "Well, crap." Uh-huh. Um, you know, I was, I was like I said, I like fantasy. I was watching Teen Wolf one day, uh-huh. and I finally had to turn it off because it was just getting too dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, but it's really easy. It's in all of our shows. It's in everything we do. Um, you. There's really an elevation. I, I I see it in almost every like TV show. Mm-hmm. Every I see it in a lot of books. I see it. You know, it's in. It, it's at our fingertips. Um, I taught a class on which I told y'all about this the other day too, uh, but not the listener. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I taught a class on witchcraft. I think a year ago. Mm-hmm. It was around Halloween. I think it was last Halloween, and I taught a class on I would teach on witchcraft um I was basically (laughs) I was basically teaching its impact on culture and um and you know I know a lot of people that watch Harry Potter that love Harry Potter and that's that's cool um I'm not really speaking against it um per se because you know that's just different convictions different people um but I will say that the UK's uh pagan society uh federation of pagans I don't remember the acronym whatever um, but they said that back when Harry Potter first came out, um, after, I think it was after the movies came out, um, they received hundreds of letters a month from kids from like five to 15 wanting, asking how to be a wizard. How can I be a wizard? How can I be a witch? How can I be this? And, um, and you know, what, what do you do? You take a kid who, uh, have y'all seen them? mm Okay. So I've like, seen some of them. Well, Not he, he's like, uh, <laughs> he's like rejected by his, mm-hmm. um, you know, guardians and then right. all things. Um, 
anyway, and so you take this kid who's rejected, that's misunderstood, he's new to this school, he's struggling, and then you give him these superpowers that make him better and he's able to defeat the evil guy, that appeals to you as a child. Mm-hmm. So if you watch a lot of these shows are geared towards children and our childlike mentalities and we relate to these characters and um, I would say that's how they get kids in mm-hmm. a lot of times is all of a sudden, I mean, I was passing in books a million, a spell book yeah, for like for 10 kids. year olds uh-huh. from Harry them. Potter and it was real spells. Um, that's the other side note. They actually use real spells on Harry Potter. Oh. They are actual spells practiced by witches and wizards. And, um... And, you know, they do the tea reading in mm-hmm. there, um, you know, and, and which I'm not coming for Harry Potter once again. It's just a really well-known example that yeah. everyone mm-hmm. has pretty mm-hmm. much seen. Um, yeah, so, like, I mean, I'm using this because everyone, not because I think you're going to hell if you watched Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> just, Harry yeah. Potter, just to clarify. Yeah, if you're a listener and you watch Harry Potter, um, I think everyone's, the Lord puts different convictions on their heart. Personally, I watched it later in life, mm-hmm. and so I didn't enjoy it as much. I don't think I had that childlike connection to it mm-hmm. that other people do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't really enjoy the show as much, but I was just watching it from an outside perspective. Um, but look at Halloween Town. Yeah. Um, oh, one of our faves. Yeah. But as an adult, I think this was around Halloween because me and Dyer, um, uh were like wanted to watch it. I was like, I want to watch this. And then like I'm like, wait. I remember so innocently watching this as a child, but, like, this is legit witchcraft. Oh, I know. You know? And, like, I literally didn't know. And was just ignorant to it because mm-hmm. I was a child. But, like, yeah. 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 No, I watch it's so many. Sh- I go back and watch shows. Me and my dad tried to watch. He loved The Dark Crystal. Like, whatever. Um, growing up, what was that show? I don't know. I think it was The Dark Crystal. And so, he, like, rented it from the library when I was, like, 16. And he was like, we're going to watch this movie tonight, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he put it on. He's like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> he's we're like, we can't this watch movie. this. And so, you watch things as an innocent, as a mm-hmm. child, and you don't recognize. But as an adult, you go back and you're like, oh, crap. And I've done that with plenty of stuff. And, like, Lord of the Rings has a wizard. I mean, like, it's yeah. not the main part of the show, but, I mean, it does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's in everything. It's in our pop culture. Look at Ariana Grande, um... Is it her new show? No, no, no. Vanessa Hudgens just came out with her new show where she explores being a witch. And she goes to this coven and she's like, everyone has this bad idea of witches, but really it's this cool thing to do. Mm -hmm. How many kids watch High School Musical and are going to blindly follow her? Because that's what speaks into their life. They have a connection to her. Mm -hmm. Um, Demi Lovato singing to ghosts in random houses. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. Um, You have, what's her name? Eyelash. Billy Eye. Billy Eyelash. Not Eyelash. I literally couldn't. Oh, that's hilarious. That's that's golden. I literally could not think of her name. Um, Just clip that. Anyway. (laughs) I think it really adds to the (laughs) But um, she has the whole song in the music video about going to hell. Mm -hmm. Um, Kesha has all the songs going to hell. Look at Ariana Grande's performance at the VMAs a couple years ago it's the last supper but it's all women and they're making out with each other and they're half naked and they're doing like this orgy thing Mm -hmm. like how do people get into it you know if they aren't taught at a younger age to recognize Mm -hmm. and they don't have the light of christ in their life 
this is teaching that all these people that they watch are teaching them that this is the way to reach your true self. This mm-hmm. is a connection into your true self. This is what you do. This is how you do it. Um, you know, it, it comes in slowly and then all of a sudden it's, it's bigger. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that's the, and what culture does this with everything is the slow acclimation of it into your life. Mm-hmm. Desensitized. Yes. And you're just yeah. like, well, this is what it is. Yeah, this is normal. Like you said something earlier about like, um, like being um under the impression that like it has the same result mm-hmm. or something like wow. that, and I literally um talked about this uh at the end of my message that I and I was like uh we I did a message on spiritual gifts and like going through and like teaching um what each one is, but like ultimately the sole purpose is to edify the other person and to love the other person like literally it's a chapter on spiritual gifts and then the very next chapter is uh first corinthians 13 the love chapter and so all of that to say that it's all about love for the other person not love for yourself but love for the other person and the body of christ and uh after like talking through the spiritual gifts i was saying that like culture has tried to mimic these Mm -hmm. like period like culture is doing it right now and has tried to mimic all the gifts of god and like trying to say that there's something else trying to put a new spin on it trying to whatever but like you said the the illusion that it will have this a lasting effect or this thing is is not true because yeah it's just not i was like gonna go into like a whole nother tangent but (laughs) so you might as well um go off pop off but yeah i just think that it's it's disheartening but also like encouraging at the same time because i feel like um we've talked about this myself Lexi and Sarah have like how prevalent and like new age things are and just how open people are about them and they're just um you know they don't care not to share that with you you know and um but also how promising that is because it's like they're aware of things of the supernatural and so like hoping that like they would be more receptive to hear about a god who was dead then resurrected and uh (laughs) and uh lived again and like that is supernatural so just like having hope in that of like okay they're open to all these other things and all these other things are like selling them short So, like, having the lens of, like, maybe there is hope that they will be more receptive to the gospel because they're already aware of, like, these other things, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So, like, I don't know. We were just, like, talking about that one day, and it's, like, yeah, I don't know. Lexi, any other thoughts on that in our conversation we had about that? Um, Not specifically about what you were saying about the having hope, but um, I was just thinking the whole time you were talking of like how this is something that has 
snuck in and been so secret and so like sleuth um into society into culture i was just thinking of like some of my favorite shows to watch as a kid were all based off of witchcraft and like how that was just such a fascination that i had as a kid and then um i don't know if any of you remember you probably do it's a very popular show um and it was in the 90s so if you're a 90s baby you probably watched it or your mom probably watched it and you watched it with your mom but i watched charmed yeah. and it was my favorite show it was my favorite show but guess what like again as an adult looking back they were witches and you know how bad i wanted to be like charmed i wanted to i was like i wanted to be one of these girls and i don't know i just thought they were so cool and mm-hmm. had such power and um i don't know whatever else you could say but like now i'm like that's witchcraft like blatantly in my face Firstly, it wasn't even secret. It's called Charmed. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So there's no secret about it. But just like how innocently I believed. And I I looked at that and I admired that. And then I wanted that for myself. Of like, I desire to have this power to do these cool things. To like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But um, that was just something that kind of came up as you were talking. And um, so I had another question for you and I hope you're ready. Um, or Dahlia, you can answer this one. But, um, so we've talked a lot about, um, kind of how new age witchcraft, all the things, whatever you want to call it, um, spiritualism, all the whatever has just snuck into society. But, um, what's the, Dahlia, you kind of talked about this already, but like the hope of like that the store's not over. You know, that there's there's more to that. But, like, so what What if somebody's listening or if somebody has, like, experience with that? I mean, that's their story. That's where they're at. That's what they're right. doing. That's what they're practicing right now. What's the, the, the message to them? Hey, everyone. We hate to leave you on a cliffhanger, but... We're going to leave you on a cliffhanger. This episode was so rich and full of wisdom and knowledge that there is a part two. So if you enjoyed this conversation, if you loved hearing Anna and everything that she had to say, come back to hear part two on our next drop. We love you guys so much. Thank you for being such faithful listeners. And come back when we drop this next episode in two weeks. Until then... Y'all be good company. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. We are so grateful you took time out of your day to listen. We hope this episode encourages you. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review. That's your way of making sure this podcast reaches more people. As we part ways, remember, be good company to someone this week. Jesus loves you, and so do we.